Welcome back to the Hoops Temple Podcast. Y'all know me, Nathan Schwartz. And joining me to my left on the video, right, left, Dylan Williamson. Good morning. And to his left, Aaron Schroeder. Good afternoon, guys. It is 110 degrees where I am right now. It's probably like 85 where I'm at. But you know what they say? It's not the heat. It's the humidity that gets you. They do say that. Guys, we're like 72 hours into free agency. And I thought it would be fun to just go right down the list of teams. We're just going to go alphabetical order because, you know, Atlanta. They deserve deserve to be talked about. Have you heard anyone discuss Atlanta on a podcast? No. I have not. Atlanta's just so boring. Like, they just keep doing, like, the same shit. And then they finally traded John Collins, and it's kind of boring. Well, here's what they've done. They traded away John Collins. So that's massive cap flexibility. And then they were able to bring in Ty Ty Washington and Usman Garuba. Thoughts? It's a big nothing burger. They've done, they, I mean, they've basically done nothing, but a few, a few moves. And really that was more so Houston clearing cap for a Brook Lopez contract that never happened. It's a Dylan Brook contract that did happen. Mm-hmm. That's true. I like it thus far though. Hey, take a quick flyer on some guys. I think you saw what John Collins was going to be and you didn't like it. So get off that cap space. I can't believe they finally traded him. Yeah. Well, he's just going to have to like update his schedule tweets of, um, you know, right around the trade deadline. And it's like John Collins is being talked about in trades and Miles Turner is being talked about in trades. He's going to up- have to update his schedule tweet to probably take both of them out. <laughs> this was a bit of a bit. We do not have to go straight through the teams. <laughs> I assume you guys want to jump to Phoenix, who has kind of been the team of the offseason. Sure. Moments before jumping on, it was announced that they are signing Aaron Gordon to a two-year, $6 million deal. So they have filled out the rotation with Gordon, bringing back Damian Lee, Josh Akogi, adding some bigs up front, Drew Eubanks, and uh, Chimizi Metu. Aaron, I know you've got some Metu thoughts. Uh, and then from, from San Antonio, Kenneth Bates-Diop. Is this the bench that can win a title? Is this the depth they needed? Probably not. It, it's nice. Eric Gordon's nice depth, and their depth will be better than last year, but... I hate to break it to you, Chemezi Matthew is not that good. <laughs> and they they gathered a lot of a lot of a lot of uh like awesome tenth guys, but they're still gonna have the the depth issues. I do like uh the one um how do you pronounce it? Watanabe. Watanabe signing just purely for awesome shooting in the corner and that's all he's gonna have to do on that team, but they're they're still gonna have depth problems for sure. Yeah, I mean like given the constraints that they have of having five guys or four guys on the contract making like the entire luxury tax threshold given like the limited resources they had i mean they did like pretty decently like bates the op gives them some athleticism eric gordon was like low-key pretty good last year still like a strong guy you know he can still hold up on defense and maybe make some shots it's like he could actually <laughs> i mean it's just such it's bad that's a terrible fit because like I was going to say he could close for them, but I mean, they've already got two shooting guards in their closing lineup, so they probably don't need another one. Um, but yeah, like given what limited resources they had, they did pretty much as well as you could hope for. Not a bad job by any means. I don't th- I don't think it, it, it changes worlds, but I, I am impressed with the fact. I mean, if I was a role player, it's Denver or it's Phoenix, where I'm like, I just get to stand here and shoot. This is fucking great. This is awesome. Yeah. I do worry a little bit that they've loaded up with too much of just like the same type of players that aren't really super playable with their their key guys. I mean, I think uh, Drew Eubanks, he had some good runs in Portland there where he was a switchable defender. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised that he never took over like the full-time starter and just Nurk dropped down to like 15 minutes, but he is very foul-prone. I think he is probably going to be the best of the guys they brought in. Um, but they still don't really have like a primary ball handler. Like 
do you trust campaign to be the starting point guard on a championship team or are we putting that burden on booker i mean i think playoffs you're gonna put that burden on booker it's gonna be yeah during the regular season i, I think that's way too much to put on him night in night out i was kind of surprised that they didn't make a run at derrick rose or weren't able to get like you know just someone that can be that guy for the regular season I haven't decided what the name for this play is, but the Suns fans are going to see Chimezi Metsu do this a lot. I don't know what it's called, but when when a guy shoots like a floater in the center instead of like trying to go for the rebound, like jumps with it. If he touches it, it's a goaltend, but he's like in the air. There's a I got to come up with a name for that, but he led the league in those where he just jumped out of position just to get closer to the basketball. So it's like Luke Cordat's thing where he just, yeah. you know. But it doesn't actually do anything ever. <laughs> takes you out of defensive rebounding position. That's true. It does, yeah. But I think they're they're gonna. I think Metu he can space the floor a bit, and he's really athletic, and he's he's definitely he was honestly my favorite option for the Kings backup centers last year, um, just because he he had a little bit more. He's a nice lob threat and whatnot, but and it was a pretty low bar when you're looking at Kings backup centers. That's true. That's true. <laughs> we can get the, get more to that when we talk about the Mavs and convincing themselves that Rashawn Holmes is going to fix their problems. but Hey, they re-signed Powell. That's true. That's true. Powell's good. Who wants to nominate the next team? Let me take a look. What do you mean take a look? There's, We've talked about two teams. There's 28 teams. you got to look at, I gotta look at think who there. Well, can we do the Kings? Can we talk about my Kings? Sure. We can talk about your Kings. I'm happy. I'm a happy Kings fan. I think we did a good job. I just, I felt like the expectation I had is that we, we had a nice season and then we were going to cut off our own foot. And just just do something really stupid, taking a swing at Kyle Kuzma for a hundred million dollars, or going all in on Draymond for for one hundred twenty million or something, and just kept our guys. I like the Duarte pickup, although I haven't really seen if that's officially gone through. And uh, the the European guy, um, Zenkov, just happy to have him. I, I we needed more bigger wings, and he is one of them. And we'll space the floor. And did we fix all of our problems? No, but. Are we worse? No. And at that point, I'll take it. So there there have been a number of extensions and re-signings. The, the line's a little bit blurry, but I've gotten seven extensions written down. Not, not ex- re-signings, not opt-ins, whatnot. Sabonis, $217 million for five years. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read off the other extensions, and I want you guys to let me know if you would rather have the Sabonis extension or the other player's extension. Nikola Vucevic... Fun. <laughs> 60 million over three years I, I i would rather have sabonis over vucevic 20 million a year versus like 40 million a year vucevic was the worst defensive center in the league last year given like 300 i just watched this video <laughs> i just i just saw this stat given like 300 shots can like taken at him he was the worst defensive center in the league okay dylan yeah, I'd probably take Sabonis as well. Like, which oh, was really... <laughs> right. <laughs> <Such fire>. <laughs> yeah, like, like, I'm amazed that Vucevic, like, got this contract. Because, like, who else was going to give him it? Maybe it's like a bird rights trap thing where it's like, if he leaves, you can't get another decent starting center. But, like, man, he was, like, really, like Aaron said, the worst defensive player and not a clear offensive plus, And they gave him $20 million a year. It's crazy. When I was doing my like best forty point game series, he had one during that stretch, which like that series almost killed me because everyone was having forty point games, and I was like trying to watch every forty point player game. It's a hell of a season to to do that. Oh my god! I was like, there seems to be a lot of these. I should I should do that. That'd be a good TikTok series. And there was like four a night. It just 
I, I couldn't watch any other games. And I was like, I don't want to watch Zach Levine have a 40-point night and then Vu and then CJ McCollum. And, but when he has the ball and when he's playmaking, I like what Vu can bring to a team. And with Caruso pressuring the ball, his defensive lapses are a lot less noticeable. I'm not as out on this, but I get it. I think that the other thing was he's 32 years old. Yeah, he's not a young center anymore, and this we're we're going to be on the decline. Um, Savonis is just 27. There is a chance there's another level to this, whether it's a big level or not. But there is a chance. There is zero chance. They're like, holy shit, the Vucevic season. Like, who's the side coming? Age 34, the like Vu- he broke out. Like it's never happening. Um, just in terms of value, I think. I mean, Savonis was just much better. Just quickly, would you rather have Vooch for 20 million dollars a year or Jock Landale for eight? Jock Landale for eight. Yeah, I think I would. I Which I do I kind of wonder about, like, the the middle class of the NBA. Because I do think we're going to have these, like, insane extensions. And we're I'm going to keep going through this list. Maybe we go a little bit quicker some, through some of the next names. But it kind of seems like you're either getting these guys with, like, huge dollar value or, like, low dollar value. And I know the new CBA rule, you can't piecemeal together a lot of guys' salaries if you're over the second apron. I kind of wonder if people are like, well, if we can't cobble together the couple of 15 mil salaries we either need to have guys at these high salaries or guys at these low salaries Uh, i i do kind of wonder if that might cut out some of the middle class i have one more note about vucevic before we move on i texted my grandma about the extension and i said do you like vucevic and she said he is okay just very inconsistent and then i also texted her later do you like andre drummond because they brought him back and she said i can't remember yeah So that one, that was, uh, that's, that's her input. All right. Jordan Clarkson, 55 mil for three years. Better or worse than Sabonis? Yeah, I, I, I would take Sabonis. Jordan Clarkson's, Jordan Clarkson's not that good. I mean, he's good, right? Yeah. Is he going to make our top 100 when we do it? Uh, top like 80? It's like, like yeah. 90, right? Okay. Yeah. I'll leave it there. Okay. Then we're going to skip over Harry Barnes. Uh, LaMelo Ball, 260 million. We're looking at over fifty million a season for five years. I like this bonus extension, and I re- I don't think I'm like being a blatant homer. I just I don't I do like Lamelo Ball, but goddamn, not that much. Yeah, I think like Lamelo Ball is probably like the fifteenth best point guard in the NBA, and he's <laughs> goddamn <laughs> making like fifty million dollars. <laughs> like you you do. <laughs> like Wait, let, f- let's let's count it out. We got Curry, sure, yeah, Damian Lillard, Luka Doncic. I'm gonna I'm gonna double count Kyrie. Like, I know both him and Luca, they're on the same team, but they are both point guards, so that's four. We should take Tyrese Halliburton, another man who got 260 for five. Definitely. All right, that's five. SGA, Dame. SGA. Uh, I already said Dame. Fox. Fox. Yeah, take Fox over him. Jamal Murray. Murray, yeah. Jalen Brunson. Uh, Do we count Ja? Yeah, I'd take take Ja over him. Take it, Ja. I'm not 100% sure that I'd lock in Brunson, but for the sake of argument. Do we get Darren Fox? We're so out of order. Hang on, hang on. I've got, I've got a list of point guards. Let's, let's, let's go from the top so we don't lose it. All right, Luca, Steph, mm-hmm. Dame, Shea, Jar, Kyrie, yep. Fox. Yeah. What's that? That's seven. Seven. We were at ten. Drew. Mm. Mm. No. I think, I think he's in that class oh, with Drew. Drew at this. I think Lamelo is better than Drew Holiday. Yeah. Uh, so Holiday's like point. thirty-three. I mean, he's, he's getting. He's just, I just don't see the. I'm not saying for the life the of the contract, seat. but like. Yeah. As of right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I I still think right now. That's crazy. They're in they're in the comparable range of where like I wouldn't fight anyone if they were on either side. 
Well, I will fight you, Nate. <laughs> We're gonna land like twelve. I I did do my yeah. I did my like rough draft top one hundred. I did have Drew over Lamella by by quite a bit, but yeah, you're looking at like Dejounte Murray if he's playing point guard and Trey Young, James Jalen James Brunson. Harden, oh, Trey Young is Garland. Garland, I'd rather have Garland. I think 15's about right. We're never going to fully count this out because we're idiots. But yeah. um, <laughs> even with a numbered list in front of me, you still can't count. <laughs> but I, I do, I do think it's about 15. It, I, yeah. <laughs> the, the, point the point stands. The point he's, stands. Like, he's like an average starting point guard at this point. Whereas Sabonis is a really special center in terms of yeah, and Sabonis was like a top five player at his position. Nate, I'm very jealous. We ran whoa, whoa, whoa! Please, please <laughs> note the date and time. Dylan has finally conceded that Sabonis <laughs> yeah, yeah. is a top five player at his position. Just don't make me count it out, or we might get to like nine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hype, man. Okay, all right. Is, is Halliburton two hundred and sixty for five? I take Halliburton. I would. That that yeah. hurts as a Kings fan, right? It, it it does and it doesn't. This I went I went to a Kings playoff game this year, Nate. Nothing matters anymore. Fair enough. Desmond Bain, two hundred and seven for five. I'd rather have the Sabonis extension, and I I don't hate the Bain extension. Super special three point shooter, plays good defense. I didn't feel like he was two hundred million dollars special. Yeah, I mean Desmond Bain's probably like a. <laughs> I'm gonna just keep throwing out numbers. He's probably like a top ten shooting guard, and Sabonis is a bit better than that. Pull up that list. See how long it takes to get there. <laughs> to be fair, the shooting guard position is a weaker position. It's a very weak yeah. position, and he's not. You know, I don't think he's top five like Sabonis is possibly. If I don't think about it too hard. Also, before anyone <laughs> says it, I thought about James Harden for the point guards list. I'm not sure I take James Harden and over Lamelo Ball at this point. I refuse to watch either of them play basketball. For winning games in this coming season, James Harden is like twice as good as LaMelo Ball. And I don't even like him that much. Listen, you have to slowly start to like him because there's like a 50-50 chance at this point he's playing on your Clippers next year. That's true. You better start figuring that out. I made a... I went back and I went through all of Harden's playoff games and like game score when he was good in the playoffs. What what game in a playoff series? And it goes increasing one, two, three, four, and then decreasing five, six, seven. And so as soon as game four is over, it's just it's just downhill from there. How are um Lamelo's playoff scores? Playoff game scores? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, uh, hey, you got me. <laughs> Ali, Listen, hey, they don't they don't get worse. They don't get worse in game seven. <laughs> That's true. He's so one thing you there. can say, he's never sucked in a game seven. Is that I think is that the last extension? That is that is the last extension. Do you guys want to give me? Do you like what the Kings have done the off season? Are you upset about it? Do you love it? I feel like the Kings kind of had two directions that they could go, and neither of them were like super amazing. So it was either like kind of bring it, bring it all back, resign Harrison Barnes, try to make some improvement around the fringes, you know, extensive bonus, don't extensive bonus, doesn't matter. And then the other option is uh, those two that you mentioned, which is like overpay for Kyle Kuzma and get marginally mm-hmm. better, or you know, way overpay for Draymond Green and ruin your cap for the next five years. I think faced with those two options, this is probably the better option, and they did pretty well Harrison Barnes is good value he's a starting caliber player that they paid you know pretty reasonably looking at what starting caliber players get nowadays thank you Don I appreciate that I'm I'm very disappointed in it this is bullshit I Nate's probably say something ridiculous go ahead well so here's the thing I, I think we didn't pull LeBron out of our ass didn't you, you're bringing back <laughs> the same team and so I don't know why you would expect different results like I, I don't think that this team is necessarily going to get much better I think we're going to see a bit of a Keegan Murray improvement. Maybe even a bit of a Fox and Sabonis improvement. Duarte. 
You got the European Zemkoff, guy. Zemkov, yeah. Zemkov, is that how you pronounce his name? Zemkov. You know, he's former EuroLeague MVP, but I saw a great breakdown where they're like, all right, how good is a EuroLeague MVP? And it's like, well, we had um, Nikola Mirotic. Like, yeah, I think that's the peak when I envision what he can be is about Nik- Nikola Mirotic. Nikola Mirotic is like a starting caliber NBA player. Yeah, he'd be like, good right now. Yeah. He's, in, he's in Europe by his own choice, not because yeah. NBA teams don't want him. Yeah, I, we had Mirotic. Some I love others. that, you know, because we really struggled with uh, with size. Basically, we had five five guards that we played minutes, and we were small in the wings. We had a rookie yeah. and Harrison Barnes. Yeah, I just I, I think this team is kind of what it is. You know, mm. it will make the playoffs again. You will get to go yeah. to another playoff Woo! game. And if you have a good matchup where, like, you don't have to play the Warriors in the 3-6 or the Lakers as a 2-7, like, you get a normal 6 or 7 seed. I, I don't think you guys will be the 2 seed this year. Hate to say that. But if you guys get, like, a normal high seed advantage because you've got co- the continuity factor, you've got young players who have health, I, I could see a second round team, but I just I don't see the championship the hopes for this team. I don't, I don't think you got closer. Yeah, let's just let's just make the playoffs twice in a row. Let's start there. It's been <laughs> let's try to build a little bit of a culture. Yeah, for for a young team that's decided to just go with continuity, the hopeful playoff a deep run comes from internal improvement from young guys. Fox could still have another level to go to, um, and then Keegan Murray is sort of the big swing piece. Where does where does he end up? Can I take a moment to read uh, Aaron and I's text exchange? <laughs> Please. It was uh, after you guys had signed the, the Barnes extension, I, I messaged you and said, it prevents the Kuzma overpay. And you're like, that's the important part. That's that's what matters here. And I, I respond, that's shattering all my hopes and dreams. And you said that I tried to wish the plague upon you, to which I said, you know, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's what I want. I want the kings to grow. I want them to be forged in the fires of the crucible. Stop giving me your hardest battles. I don't, I've done this already. I think the kings from like 2017, even like 2015 would have been like, it's like, holy shit, we can get Rudy Gay. Like, oh my God, Rajon Rondo's available. It's that's the Kyle Kuzma signing. And we like, we didn't do it. Like we dodged that. Kings of the past would have done that in 10 seconds. And I'm like, really? We can get Rudy Gay like, and win 30 games? Yeah. All right, Dylan, what's our next team? Uh, probably like the biggest movers this offseason, the Houston Rockets. The hell are they building? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to see one whiteboard in the Houston like front office and be like, our goals, X, Y, and Z. Like, I, just, I, just, I'm just, I know you have to sign good players at some point. Why these ones? Why, why these? Why, why these players at this price? It's just an odd fit. I think they'll be better than than last season, obviously, and they'll be better than the past three seasons where they were like the worst team in the league all three years. But they signed Dylan Brooks, who shoots forty percent from the field, and Van Fleet that shoots forty percent from the field. They already have Jalen Green, who shoots forty percent from the field, and Jabari Smith shoots like forty percent from the field. I just I have to watch this team in practice. Not in practice, but like in the game. They also gave up the one rocket that I said I liked. I forget who asked that a few weeks back, but you were like, which of these rockets do you like? And I said, Hood Kenny Martin Jr. I was like, listen, I like this guy's energy. I like his hustle. And whichever one of you called me out on it, you're like, yeah, he will be on another team by the time Houston gets good. <laughs> I, that, that's what I'm saying, man. All those guys are going to be gone. They, they are gone. The Rockets have been really busy just shuffling out lots of lots of their players. It's a good pickup for Dylan's Clippers, Kenny Martin Jr. Love he's it. Just, he's just pretty good. Yeah. I saw him play in high school. It's my contribution to this. 
I I do hate what Houston's trying to do. Like, I I like the idea of bringing in veterans. And not to, like, segue off to a different team, but the Pistons. The Pistons absorb the contract of um, Harris. Joe Harris. Why can't I think of his name? The shooter, Brooklyn. Someone. Save me. Joe Harris. You got it. Joe Joe Harris. Harris. And then um, they got the, the contract for Monte Morris. This as well. These are two veteran presences. You know, relatively low dollar amounts. But that will really help and won't disrupt the team. Fred Van Vliet, he is now going to be the ball-dominant guy. And I guess, yeah, he can orchestrate the things. But he's not like, I don't know. I, I, I've i never really raved about his orchestration. I like his defense. He'll stop Shangun from being just utterly picked on every single possession. He'll cut that down to every other possession, maybe. But, like, it, it's a massive overpay for what he's going to bring to your team. The Dylan Brooks contract, when free agency was like a week out, there was a report that he was looking to get 15 to 17 mil. And then like, as it got close to like, he may have to take a 10 to 12 mil contract. And then it was like, oh no, he's just going to get 20 a year. Okay. Who, why, who, who saw that one coming? I'm going to disagree with you. Actually, I like what they did. Like at a certain point, you got to get better. Um, and Houston has this massive problem of they're just like an incredibly immature team with, you know, a real lack of culture and leadership. And you bring, bring in, in Dylan Brooks. You bring in Fred Van Vliet, a proven winner, a true professional, a guy that hustled from, you know, you know, not not a not not, you know, the Jalen Green kind of, you know, prospect. Yeah, the undrafted, the G League. Exactly. Bet on himself multiple times, built his way up, uh, a professional, and on the court, pretty much as good as you could hope for from a point guard alongside Jalen Green. He can he can play on the ball, even if he's not the greatest orchestrator. He can play off the ball because he can shoot and he can defend. Like, I don't really know what more you could want from a player alongside Jalen Green. And then from the cap perspective, like, did they overpay? Probably. Like, is Fred Van Vliet a max player? No. But Houston had such low opportunity costs with this um, signing because they had so much cap space and because all of their young players are still locked in on their rookie scale contracts that... You know, even if we say, you know, it's not just about this year that matters, but it's about the following years. Well, these guys aren't getting big raises within that Fred Van Vliet contract. Um, and so there's so little opportunity cost from a money perspective that you just get the best guy available and you pay what it takes. And, you know, it'll make your team and and better on the court and off the court. I don't want my young players locked in on losing and, and you know, setting bad habits. Fred Van Vliet, I think, is a guy that can make a difference. The, the culture fit is a thing. That that does make sense. I'm not entirely sure that Dylan Brooks is is like your best case when you're trying to say, hey, this these were culture signings. But yeah, Fred VanVleet will will be a worker. He will teach the guys how to how to go for it. I'm just we'll say that. Sorry, uh, with Dylan Brooks, you know, like is he, you know, a fucking dickhead? Sure, but. Like, he cares about winning, you know? Like, he doesn't want to lose. He's not going to be okay with going out there That's true. and playing That's like true. shit. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> like, he will he will play like shit, but he's not going to be content with, like, his team going out there and doing that every night and losing a bunch of games. He he cares about winning. I respect him. I really do respect it because you do have to turn the culture around. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of bad culture over the years. I know what it looks like. Um, just out of curiosity, how many wins do you envision the Rockets getting next season this is gonna be anyone go yeah, ahead guys. Not, all, not all at once <laughs> but you go like it's it's tough because like i don't you know you know i'm not looking at like the entire western conference but it feels like like a you know like a high 30s win team okay i mean someone in the conference has to 
win less than 35 games. Like, it, it will probably be three teams will win less than 35 games. I don't know that I see the Spurs jumping up that high. I think they will be better. It sounds like they're going to try to make some more moves, but, like, yeah, I, I, they're not going to get there. Portland, they only won 33 if they give up Dame. I don't think they're going to be better than that. And I think Houston probably is also still that that third worst team, even after all of these moves. Yeah, somebody, somebody's got to be bad still. We can't all be gunning for the Kings playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And I, I, we'll get to the Blaze eventually. Super stoked that they're burning it down. Get that. I just, they pissed me off. Burn it down. <laughs> I texted I texted you when the Heat let Struess and and uh, Caleb Martin go, and I was like, they have got to be clearing room. Like, like you've, you've got to try to bring those guys back unless you know something. And, yeah. like, less than six hours later, they're like, Dame's requesting a trade. Do we want to go into the, the Blazer spiel? Yeah, might as well. What a disaster. I, I feel like Dame's like, like half in, half out. He meets the owner. All right, guys, we're committed. We're committed to winning. We shook hands. All's good. And like a week later, he's like on Instagram Live, like I need to see more talent around me or something. And it's just this ridiculous back and forth. And then they got stuck with his grant contract. They're like, they got broken up with on vacation. You still have to fly back together. You're stuck with this, with this, with this, because I know that contract is because Dame is like, this is my five-step plan. I need you to re-sign Grant, go get Draymond. I want that to happen. I want this to happen. And then when none of that happened, he's like, all right, guys, good work. I'm out of here. And like, and you're stuck with step number one done. I love, I love the change in tone from both sides of this, because there was like this idea that you know, like Dane's is such loyal guy, and that you know the organization is all about him. And, you know, like if it does come down to it, you know, they'll work together to, to you know, move forward um, in a mutually beneficial way. And now that it has come out, like they're both just kind of like, fuck you to each other. <laughs> like the, there's the trade request and then the, the Blazers put out this, you know, statement that's like, well, we wanted to continue to build around Dame and build a winner, but he decided that he wants to leave. And then, you know, Dame is like, yeah, well, this organization failed me. Like, I want to win, but they fucking suck. <laughs> I just love that they both just, like, instantly turn on each other as soon as, like, this thing that should have happened years ago is finally happening. We all thought it was too much mutual respect. No, it was uh, it was just ready to backstab each other at any moment. How do you guys feel about the grant contract? Is it fine that they have an expensive babysitter for the young team they're about to have? Or is it just, just a ridiculous, like greek tragedy that's happening in portland he's gonna get tobias harris like 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 he's gonna be toby for the next couple of years of like man he probably would be useful and like harris kind of said the same thing of like hey i am a six nine wing who can defend and shoot and play make a bit okay all right okay (laughs) tobias all right (laughs) here's the thing if tobias harris was like on a 20 million dollar a year contract you'd want that yeah everyone would fight for him but what is that, like four, last year at 40? And now uh, Grant's going to be 60 or 160 over five years? Like, damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> God yeah. Damn. I watched the Blazers beat us uh, in Sacramento, and I thought Grant was good. I thought he was just a bad matchup for the Kings specifically because he's bigger than Harrison Barnes and faster than Keegan Murray. Um, it's I don't think he's a bad player at all, but it's clearly a contract meant for for a timeline that isn't happening anymore. Here's this is numbers from last year. I pulled them up. 20 points per game, four and a half rebounds. I'm, I'm going to need some more rebounds from this guy. 2.4 assists. I'm going to need some more or passing. If all of what you were bringing is that 20 points, 
That is not a good sign. It's an efficient in 20 points. It's 40% from three. Yeah, 47 and a half field goal. Like, like it's it's fine. It's decent scoring, but not at that price point. It, it's going to be the next Tobias Harris. He's basically Harrison Barnes that can score better. In the Who rebounding. In the, the, the old the Tobias Harris. Exactly. Every Everyone is just like, a different version of Tobias Harris. LeBron is just good Tobias Harris. Yeah, he's just like a better Tobias Harris. Harris. Yeah. Jokic is white Tobias Harris. (laughs) Russell Westbrook's just short Tobias Harris. (laughs) Isn't he kind of just like in this role and on this contract, like when the Pistons first signed him? And it's like, why are you bringing in this veteran and overpaying him on your rebuilding team? And then they, you know, eventually parted ways. Isn't he just like Pistons, Jeremy Grant, like version two, but the Pistons, Jeremy, like found a way to elevate his play to make him closer in value to what he was getting paid. Whereas now he's like, man, <laughs> unless he becomes MVP, he's not getting there. It's also a shorter thing because the Pistons signed him for $20 million for three seasons. This is now 160. I don't know what that divides out to by season. What is that? Like 33 mil a year, 32 mil a year for five so it's like, it's a longer contract, it is more, it's scary. We've also just reached this era where these trades are preposterous. And every team just wants to fleece the shit out of each other. And they want the, K- the KD package and they're looking for this. And there is, there's no more. Like, and, and I was going through old basketball stuff the other day and just looking at like what the Clipper or what the Sixers got for Charles Barkley and most and all that. Where if they traded a guy, they were like, fuck it, anything's good. And then you no, know, we moved into the all right. It takes it takes the Anthony Davis package. Like you better some picks and some young players. And now it's like every asset you've ever owned, every asset that you've ever looked at, every asset your mom's ever owned, and your grandfather's are like like six generations of assets belong to us. If you want this star player, and in in like the Sixers with Embiid and in the the blazers with dame and i'm sure they're looking at each other like i want that guy and i want let's swap stars but like no i want your star i want your star and nothing ever happens i I just can't imagine the blazers are like i'll take tyler hero in three first like awesome sign me up a team that's always good that's been good for the entire existence and like a mediocre shooting guard i'll take that i just i just have no idea what this package is gonna look like would you rather have tyler hero and three firsts or ben simmons and four firsts I'd rather have the player that plays in the basketball games. <laughs> I know I, I would Ben take Simmons that one. and five firsts. <laughs> I still do have a little Ben Simmons hope. He was hurt. He was hurt. The, the Simmons, it's, it's not a good hope for him and Scoot. Like that's true. Hey, I have Shaden Sharp in my fantasy dynasty league that we're doing. That is a great move because uh, he's going to put up a lot of a lot of shots I, this next I'm year. I'm excited. I don't want anything to do with a guy that like photoshops his muscles bigger in Instagram posts. That's true. That's yeah, God, he did do that. That's a subtle I, I, shot. I, I don't appreciate that, Dylan. I thought my uh, <laughs> thought it was didn't think it was that noticeable. <laughs> All right, good Blazers talk. All right, I can't believe you guys are gonna make me do this. I'm nominating the Lakers. Smart. It's a smart thing to do. At this point, the only free agent that we've really lost is Schroeder. Uh, Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba still have yet to sign. We've brought in. Uh, first, I should say, we re-signed or we uh, opted in Vanderbilt's contract, which is huge. 4.7 mil, great. We got Reeves for a fucking steal. I cannot believe that someone didn't just want to fuck with the Lakers. We got Gabe Vincent, nice point guard, playoff ball. 
people, spaced the floor, finally, got someone that's good point of attack defender. I mean, Schroeder actually did a really good job for us. I don't want to downplay. Got a couple of flyers, Cam Reddish, um, Hayes, good roller to the rim. Yeah, hit him with the lob. I feel like he could be a little bit of like JaVale McGee to a lesser extent. Just like a, a poor man's JaVale McGee. Or like a taller, less or taller, more athletic, less skilled Tobias Harris on a minimum contract. <laughs> you know, just to bring that back. But no, I, I really like what we did. We've got some continuity. Almost all of these were two-year deals. I'm pretty happy. We're coming for the one seed. This the Reeves deal on its own. Not that I didn't think... Not that I wasn't surprised that someone didn't throw $100 million just to fuck with the Lakers. I thought he was worth that much. I thought if it was four for 100 because that's what Kuzma got. And I like Austin Reeves way more than I like Kyle Kuzma. Or even heading into the 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 Chris Middleton, like three for 100 At that point, the four for 100 for Reeves seemed reasonable because Reeves, Reeves was really good last year. Like He legitimately was closing playoff games and was pretty good at it. Um, I liked the game Vincent signing. I, I hated the D'Angelo Russell signing. Um, I don't think D'Angelo Russell is very good. That's just the basis of my argument is that I don't think he's very good. And yeah. I mean, like, I don't like him either, but they didn't really lose anything by signing him and didn't pay him you know, a huge amount of money if you look at what, like, other players are making. But, yeah, like, Austin Reeves, like, really got screwed by being a restricted free agent. You'd imagine if he was unrestricted, the, the offers would have been there, but it's just that, you know, for these teams that are trying to improve their team and improve their rosters, like you you can't just always afford to have an offer sheet just sitting there for, you know, days on end as every other free agent gets signed and then, you know, only for the Lakers to match your offer. Uh, but yeah, like I was also surprised that like the Dylan Brooks contract for Austin Reeves wouldn't have been better for Houston. Oh, yeah. Four for 100 for Austin Reeves. I would have, I would have done that if I was Houston. I just, I, I, I don't. Yeah, you, c- you can only imagine that it came down to like being screwed because he's a restricted free agent and teams not wanting that offer sheet sitting there for ages, um, and you know probably some good intel that the Lakers were were going to match if they had to. Also, the Hachimura resigning three for mm. fifty one, which is basically Barnes money, and I see those skies as yeah. pretty much equal. I mean, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Oh, hey, Kings Cup Trey Lyles, right? They did. Yeah. It's, it's another uh, positive. Two for- Two for 16. Very happy about that. that was, he's good. I also, I just want to take a moment. I believe it was Max Keller. It could have been Colin Cowherd. Went on a rant about the Lakers paying Reeves too much. The classic zag. Weird. Yeah. He uh, he compared Reeves' career points per game, and I think it was assists and rebounds, to Grayson Allen. And was like, hey, their career averages are the same. Why are you paying Reeves so much? To which one? That is just disingenuous. That is dumb. Reeves played a previous year. Wasn't that good. And Reeves continued to ramp it up. Reeves coming off the bench at the start of the year, 11 points per game, 11.9 as a starter for 22 games, 15 points per game. In the playoffs, that is jumping up up to 16.9 points per game. And do you want to guess what this man's true shooting was? The efficiency of Hillbilly Kobe? Like 60, 60%. I'm going to let you know. He does get to the free throw line a reasonable amount, you know, more than you would expect. It's the line four times a game. Yeah, that's my final guess because I, yeah. Dylan? Uh, I was looking at his stats, so I have cheated. <laughs> it's just me. I, I, I didn't mean to, but I have cheated. Aaron, it's a very, it's a very nice percentage. 
is that is it 69 percent yeah we're 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 gonna round this up 68.7 we're gonna just call it 69 (laughs) there you go thank you yeah no i love this we're going for the one seed i i think i i don't think that's crazy if i mean you are for the first 15 games before anthony davis brings his ankle but yeah given health the team will be really scary yeah all right aaron who's your next team um can i give 15 seconds on memphis signing derrick rose I just think that's cool. I yeah, like he yeah, went to talk. college in Memphis. All right, moving on. Guns and Roses, shut out. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Can we do a brief moment on? No, nah, let's do let's do let's get the brief moment. Can we talk about the Sixers? The 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 James Harden yeah debacle. They also signed Patrick Beverly for um one year, three point two million. I think he's a great fit there. Just the city's gonna love him. But James Harden trade request champion three times. Never Top been done before in the history of the NBA. He's three-peated as the trade request champ. Uh, on the low post, Zach Lowe made a comment of he has as many trade requests as he has two for 11 games in pivotal moments. And he's like, you really hope that number for a guy is zero. But uh, it's not. It's crazy watching because he was like a decade of stability in Houston. Mm-hmm. And he's just lost his fucking mind as soon as he got out of there. And, and the Brooklyn thing wasn't all him. And, and now the Philly thing wasn't all him. But it's just like, at this point, I don't, I have no idea what his market value is. I know Maury's going to want a lot for him, but he's, he's getting older. He's expensive. Doesn't play well at the end of the season. There, you know, people aren't, people aren't lining up for like, oh, I want, I want James Harden. Give me the James Harden experience for, especially if you're giving up stars in return. Yeah. I found a, a bar that just shows NBA TV and they're just they're just playing game reruns. So I got to watch I forget if it was game six or game seven, but the, the Durant toe on the line game in Brooklyn the other day. I was just at a bar and it was on. It was, it was a great day. Um and I, I like made my wife watch. I'm like, that that toe changes everything. That toe because Harding gets a ring, all, all of the monkeys are off their backs. Like the chaos of the last two years melts away with that toe. And now I think he's going to end up a clipper. The Knicks have more to offer, but I feel like they're a little bit more reluctant, and I would hope that they stay more reluctant. Like, I think if you put Grimes and Quickly in the deal, he's a Nick. I don't think you want to do that. They also just gave up Obi Toppin for nothing. Can you imagine the Sixers doing that, though? Being like, yeah, sure, we'll take fucking scraps from whoever. I just, I can't picture them doing that. They're taking someone's scraps. <sighs> It, it might be Miami scraps if if the Lillard thing doesn't happen. I also think Philly's not going to want to trade him to the Knicks. I just there's enough Philly New York stuff that that you probably want to get him out of there. But Dylan, how I just how, don't want to fall for it again. The sure. Ben Simmons thing where it's like, ah, oh, they're not going to get Harden for him, and then he's like, fucking watch this. Yeah. Waits eight months until everyone's like, I can't do it anymore. Fine, take James Harden. I think there's a huge difference though between James Harden and Ben Simmons, just in terms of like the way that they approach wanting to be traded, like where Ben Simmons just stays at home and, you know, or like shows up to practice and in slides or whatever. Like James Harden will, you know, wear a fat suit, go out onto the court, chuck up shots and and lose you games. Like this man does not fuck around when it comes to his trade requests. He's like, you don't want to trade me. You, I will make you regret it. And so like, I think for the sake of the Sixers who like have the reigning MVP, their goal has to be coming into the season to win a championship. I just don't think you can afford to, you know, go 30 games of James Harden losing you games and ruining your vibes. I do kind of like the idea of Embiid just like, fuck it. 
I don't need James Harden. I don't need Ben Simmons. Fuck a second star. We're going. All I need is Tyrese Maxey and shooters around me, and I'm gonna actually dunk the basketball. And I, I want to see like that 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 switch flip. It's it will. Happen. I mean, it'll flip for about as long as the Davis switch flips. Like mm. he he'll get hurt. He he will blow something out. Yeah, that is the issue with being like, all right, I can beads our number one guy, thirty percent usage rate or something. Is he can't handle that? He can't handle that that kind of uh, wear and tear. All right. I'm segueing us to the Clippers because I think that's where we're going. Dylan, are you uh, you gonna be okay? I like I don't really know what you expect from the Clippers in this in this off season. Like they like picked up KJ Martin, which is good. They saved a little bit of money by getting rid of Gordon. Like I mean, like you know, what are you expecting of them? Other than the you know the big swing. Um, I'm expecting the big swing. <laughs> yeah, like if you can get Damian Lillard, then like. No, no, you know the medium if, swing, if, the double, <laughs> not not the home run. <laughs> like otherwise, like what are you giving up for James Harden? If like you can get James Harden for Norm Powell, Robert Covington, and you know BJ Boston, then sure. But I don't want to give up actual assets for a guy who like doesn't solve any of the things that are problems with the Clippers. Like, how does he improve our late game, deep playoff performance and availability? Like that's that's what the Clippers need. Just waiting on uh, the Paul George trade request. Just sitting out, sitting by the campfire, waiting. That's coming in. Eventually, he's gonna be like, "I want to be traded," and that's when that's when it happens. I'm pretty sure Achilles are are stress related injuries, right? You know, just yeah, overstressing these these muscles. You want to know how James Harden's gonna gonna help? He's gonna take some of that stress off of uh, Kawhi. <laughs> he's gonna be taking him to the strip clubs. He's gonna be taking him. You know, it's a <laughs> oh, you meant that kind of stress. I thought you meant like on court stress because Kawhi will just stand there as James Harden dribbles the ball. Oh, I mean that too, <laughs> but you know, far be it for me to imply that he's going to have the ball in his hands or be a productive player on the court. I'm I'm talking about what we what we know, what we can count on James Harden to do, and that's that's you know take Kawhi to the strip club where he can be a fun guy and he can relax and you know maybe stave off some injuries. Dylan, how'd you feel about the Westbrook extension or new contract? Two for eight. Two years, $8 million. Yeah, like he was fine last season and they are paying him an incredibly small amount of money. So like, sure. I would take Westbrook back on LA, the other LA, the Lakers, for four mil a season. What's better, D'Angelo Russell for 18 or Russell Westbrook for four? D'Angelo Russell for 18. Eh. Honestly, I disagree. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of nuts coming from me. I really don't like D'Angelo Russell that much, and I, I thought I mean he was borderline unplayable towards the end of last season. Oh, he um, he for, was unplayable. Yeah, they they weren't they playing him. him. <laughs> I don't think he starts this year. I, I saw someone do a Lakers projected no, lineup. Hell no, hell no. I I think it's Gabe Vincent and and Reeves in the backcourt. Yeah, it's just it's a lot. Eighteen million seems seems crisp for someone who sucks on defense and takes bad shots it's a nice trade asset it's a short deal sure i'll accept that i'll accept that. pair that with some future picks and if you don't re-sign him you don't have that salary slot and like what else were we gonna do try to bring back malik beasley who is also unplayable can we run the gauntlet on middling teams the bulls the wizards and the raptors the run it back squads the run it back wizards re-sign kyle kuzma for for 102 the only thing they've done this offseason that i haven't liked that's fair uh, Raptors, Yaka Purtle, four for 80. How do you guys feel about that one? Exactly. It's just, yeah. And like Van, Van Vliet was good. 
and he's losing him is going to be huge. I don't. They're I, appearingly um, they're going to place him with Schroeder, and I'm not super into that. For a team that like needed to make big improvements to like perform up to their expectations, overpaying Jakob Prudel and then swapping Van Vliet for Dennis Schroeder is not the way to do it. Yeah, not good. I would much rather have that Schroeder contract and performance than D'Angelo Russell. I agree. And then the Bulls, um, Vucevic. I do like Kobe White and the Javon Carter three for twenty is actually like that's a really nice contract. I actually wanted, to but touch you're on still that. stuck in this. Like, I, can you can you when you close your eyes, can you imagine the Bulls winning like fifty five games without passing out? I I still don't think the Bulls are are done. Like, don't I, be bad. I, I can't picture them coming back with, with Rosen, Levine, and. Oh, you think they're not done in moves? Yeah, okay. yeah. I I think they are. Um, I think they're going to do something bigger. I, I've heard that there's a lot of talk within the organization that they thought they're closer to Miami and making the finals. And I, I think... What do they mean by that? Like, by, like, geography? <laughs> no, no, like, like they're closer. <laughs> they they were up in my up against Miami in the, um, in the playing yeah, games. No, they were, they were. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, if we had just finished that out, and then Giannis got hurt. We we could have done the same thing. We could have made the finals. We have the core. Um, we almost eliminated a finals team. To which, like, you know when you have that buddy that's dating that girl and you're like, he's like, yeah, I think we can make it work. You're like, no, you guys, you guys are not good for each other. That's, that's just what Chicago needs to realize and needs to, to pivot one way or the other and just, just let it die. I think it's more like... By that heat analogy, it's like when your buddy gets like a girlfriend that's a lot hotter than him, and then like is, is single for so long because he thinks he's still on like caliber with these really hot girls. Mm. Like that's that's what the Bulls are doing. Like you just need to understand who you are. Like bro, it's been six years. Let her go. You're balding. <laughs> You're thirty now, man. It's over. I made I made the joke at my own expense, and then you you, you threw in your thirty now. And... <laughs> it hurts. Hurts. How do you guys feel about the Kyrie contract? Kyrie extension with the Mavs. Three for 126. I like that it's short. Yeah. Uh, I think the third year is a player option. Ooh, I actually don't know. I, I feel like I saw that somewhere. Yeah, I yeah think that's right. Yeah, yeah, and that's like from, that's, from the perspective gonna... of the Mavs, normally you don't want to give out player options because the idea is like if a player's outperforming that value, he'll decline and then it's more difficult for you. But it may actually be a good thing to give Kyrie a player option because like if he's gonna be like a fucking dickhead, which is like a fifty fifty chance, like he has the opportunity to leave you <laughs> earlier, which you would actually want. Exactly. Yeah. My only thing about it is I think he will opt out of it. Kind of no matter what. Like like unless he is just completely gone. He opts out and says, Listen, you can't replace me, so now I want another three year deal. And it just kind of steamrolls that way whereas uh, Liquid will probably have requested a trade by then you know you can yeah. move yeah. off of Kyrie and rebuild do you think the Mavs win over 51 games this season no remind me who else they signed they they brought so, in someone but they, they made some sort of move Seth Curry and Dante Axum Dante Axum my man coming back I like the Seth Curry like deal it's, oh, yeah. it's, two, it's two years for about nine million and he's a fantastic shooter And I mean that that was a good move the one thing is that he has like zero defensive mobility, and mm-hmm. if you try to run a Kyrie, Luca, and Curry lineup at the same time, that is just gonna the, gonna the barbecue chicken lineup. It's gonna make Dwight Powell look very, very incompetent on defense. They're Poor. gonna be the, one of the worst defenses in the league again. It's 
Poor Reggie Bullock, man. Like he's out there with Dwight Powell, <laughs> Kyrie, and Luca, just trying to trying to hold it all together. Maybe even playing the four next to Tim Hardaway Jr. That reminds me, and I'm trying to look it up right now, but I haven't heard anything on Christian Wood. Have you guys heard any Christian Wood rumors? I have not. I'm not plugged into the league like that. I just, I just don't. I don't get the Christian Wood thing. I understand why Jason Kidd didn't play him. His efforts inconsistent, and he's not good on defense. Um, someone's going to sign him. But I just, I'm so happy that the Christian Wood thing flamed out in Dallas because that's that's something I really stuck to. Making videos, and people were like, Christian Wood, an underrated All Star, like six man of the year, six man of the year, twenty and ten with Luca. And like, no, like, no fucking way, he's doing any of that. And uh, of course he did. A little hurtful. I was. I'm a, Sorry. I'm a Wood guy. Just <laughs> athletic big man who can block shots when he chooses to if if you ever have to say if he chooses to when he tries or effort issues just just go somewhere else get to get a different player try again do you know about uh benoit benjamin sounds very familiar i, I did a tiktok about him not too long ago and i'm gonna pull up the dick vital quote here it is absolutely the most brutal heart wrenching thing i have ever read when reading about a player uh Television announcer Dick Vitale, after announcing a game, says he has a double zero on his back. He wore a number, double zero. Uh, but he should add another zero because I give him a zero for his offensive attitude, a zero for his defensive attitude, a zero for his mental attitude. He's a flat-out disgrace to everyone who has ever worn a basketball uniform. Sounds like sounds like a champion, Nathan. <laughs> He's just, he, you know, when he tries, if he really puts it together, Luca's going to bring out the consistent effort for him. Yeah, I'm just at this point the salary cap money is starting to to get eaten up, team salary. So someone's gonna sign him cheap. This could be a minimum guy. This could be hey, I'm the fourth string big on Boston. Just like that extra insurance for when Porzingis and uh, Robert Williams miss some games. I think Christian Wood, uh, All Star, way too much, uh, way too much hype for that. But like, man, third big on a team. That's that's some real good value. Hey, Clippers haven't brought back Plumlee yet. Maybe, maybe that's the that's the spot. Uh, Plumlee signed. And with um, where did Plumlee go? Did he? No, don't don't tell me that we lost Plumlee. You lost Plumlee. No, no. no? I could have sworn you guys lost Plum Dog. Riveting radio. No, he didn't. He's still a free. Oh, you know, it was it was Zeller that signed somewhere else. Is is he not the same person? <laughs> it's close. Did you guys see Miles Bridges accepted the qualifying offer? Yeah. Eight million. He's back. He probably should have just done that a year ago. Mm. Yeah. So he is. He has a 30-game suspension, which the league said they will declare it served after 10 games since he missed the entire year. That's fucking bullshit. Right. That enough with the enough with the goddamn like oh he already missed some time so his suspension is only 10 games that's ridiculous yeah. suspend him David Stern would fix this you would have Miles Bridges suspended for for decades for eons. It's like until, if, the sun, um, until the heat death of the universe, Miles Bridges be suspended. It's like if there was like a fugitive, and then it's like, okay, we're giving you, you know, ten years in prison, but you've been <laughs> on the run from the cops for the last five years, so we'll consider that time served. Yeah, exactly. Punishments when you get caught, man. I'm not excited to have him back in the league. I feel he isn't exciting. Player. He's exciting, but I'm not excited to have him back. Like, yeah, I agree. We we were very pro Miles Bridges. He became like Nico's guy after the all-star break like two seasons ago or three seasons ago of like hey i think this guy's gonna really pop off next year and we did our top 100 and we ranked him probably 
like 30, 40 spots higher because Nico's like, these were his post all-star break stats. And then he exploded and like, he was a, a Hoops Temple favorite. He's an MSU grad. And then like, I, I don't know. I just, dude, dude beat his significant other. He beat a woman. And I just, like, I, I, I just, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't like having that in the league. I don't enjoy the fact that that's something that we're going to have to cheer for. Totally fair. Totally reasonable. Um, does really make the, the Hornets season interesting with Brandon Miller and LaMelo and Miles Bridges. They're not going to be a tank. They, I mean, there's no way they're a tanking team again in terms of... And really, I think they wouldn't have been if LaMelo didn't get hurt. Um, I think they definitely would have gone for those playing spots, and I think they're going to go for it this season. Sure. I mean, the, the 15th best point guard in the league, a rookie <laughs> forward, and a guy that hasn't played in over a year. Like, I don't think that's <laughs> a playing team. <laughs> Let me let me just let me look at uh how many games did they win last season? Well, like it was, don't forget about Gordon Hayward. Yeah, they went twenty seven games, but they they tank like Lamelo played thirty six games. I think they're like the most unlikable team in the league, except for Mark Williams and Teo Maladon. I mean, you got like Lamelo, who just seems like the world's biggest douchebag. You got um, you know Miller and Bridges and their legal troubles. You got Gordon Hayward developed. Trump supporter, like it's a it's a very easy team to root against. That's true, but they do have Svi Mikhail Luke Svitoslav. Mm-hmm. Looking I, at I, the Eastern Conference, they were damn. They really sucked. They went twenty seven games. I don't think they're. I think they'll be better than the Pistons again. I think that's fair. Unless they bring back Dennis Smith Jr., that's the only thing that could save them. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. has signed with Brooklyn. That's true. That's a great. Yeah, and I, I guess you know I think Dylan is right. I think I, I overvalued. Because I think Orlando is going to take that step. They can they, you can say they'll be better than Washington. Yeah, I do want to talk about Orlando. And at that point, at that point, it's it's the Pacers who I think it'll be better, and Bulls, Raptors, Hawks, like that. The five hundred, the five hundred squad, and I don't think the the Hornets will be close to five hundred. I know I said I want to talk about Orlando. I don't really want to talk about Orlando. I want to talk about Milwaukee. But Orla- All right. Orlando's Man, Orlando. Moving on. Well, Orlando <laughs> snagged um, Joe Ingles. Which is something I love. Hey, a young team, let's get a veteran presence guy who's going to come in on a lower contract who can play with our guys, but is not going to be the sole focus. That's what I think Houston messed up. Is they got a guy that these guys are not going to be the focal points. But Joe will be out there. He'll play make. He'll hit threes in space. Um, but I, Milwaukee lost him, and they lost Javon Carter, and they end up giving Brooke Lopez a lot of money. Short deal, two-year deal. Uh, and they gave Middleton a pretty reasonable extension. Kind of similar feelings I had towards, towards them as what I had towards the Kings of like, hey, you guys kind of needed to do something different. And you didn't, except for, for Milwaukee. I feel like you both didn't do anything different, didn't make any splashy changes. But you also lost some of your like guys in the rotation, the guys that were supposed to help you. So I'm not really sure where they go, except for signing Christian Wood. Bring him back. I'm not even sure what what cap they have, but I think you're totally right in just the sense that, especially after the 1-8 loss, where it's like, all right, cultural reset. What are we doing here? And they're like, we are getting worse and running it back with the same players and bringing Jay Crowder back. And like, okay, interesting strategy, but hey, you you take it. I mean, they were in a pretty tough spot just with like being expensive and having two of their best players be free agents. Like, you know, like the other option is that you try to play it cute and you you know, move on from Brook Lopez and try to get, you know, maybe use the tax mid-level and, you know, you're starting Christian Wood at that point. And so, like, 
they're in a really tough position and definitely got worse, but I don't know how they could have done anything else. This is, this is, you know, as sad as it is and as much as like they, you know, needed to improve and ended up just running it back, but a little bit worse. Like this is actually kind of the best case scenario for them. Mm, I'm going to push back because I think the best case scenario is that they get some of those guys that like went to LA and Phoenix, the, the like a Utah Watanabe or, you know, Torian Prince came on like 4.7 mil. Well, the buy it annual mid biannual mini uh, exception. Like Milwaukee needed to hit a couple of those guys. Like now I'm, I'm pulling up hoops hype here and they're going for, for Malik Beasley. That's like the, Hey, they're, they're in the mix with the Raptors and the Sixers. Like players kind of tell us who they think are going to be champions by who they, who they look to sign with. And I think, Getting bounced in the first round, even though it was fluky, there was that Giannis injury. I think there's a fair amount of players who are kind of voting with their their contracts. And, and yeah, Mark is going to have some stuff to do with it. I'd much rather live in L.A. than Milwaukee. Sorry, Miller High Life fans. But like, I, I will take the sun and the surf over uh, the beer capital of the world, or the U.S., I should say. I think with the, when you see contenders, because the Bucks have been contenders for a long time. Whether they've kind of flamed out in the playoffs, it's in like like twenty like eighteen basically. I mean, as soon as Giannis starts to take off, like all right, like the Bucks are serious playoff guys. And as the that's been seven years now of of this, and they've kind of run out of assets. They've they've they made the the, the cheap moves and they hit on Brooke Lopez and they did all these things right to, to win a championship. And now it's like you start to scrape the bottom of the barrel and your guys get more expensive and your assets get, get, get worse. Yeah. I think there are three teams left that we at least need to, to touch on. All right. I'm ready. Cleveland bringing in and Max Struess and Karis Slavert back uh, and George Niang and then Damon Jones, which I mean, Hey, it's just a solid reserve. And apparently rumor has it that they are kind of soft launching that they may be moving Jared Allen. How do we feel about Cleveland's offseason? I feel like they really shored up their wing. Like they had a big hole at the three and there weren't a lot of options. Um, Max Struess is probably one of the better players available unless they were going to, you know, I don't know, get Dylan Brooks, but obviously they couldn't compete with that in terms of a a money offer. Um, And so like, yeah, a team with a lot of constraints and they kind of filled filled their hole. Like I don't know if Max Struess is like, you know, a starting caliber three and D small forward, but like the, in terms of players that were available, that's sort of the the closest you know sort of facsimile that you can get. Yeah, they made an effort to to fix the problems that they had. I don't love the Struess contract just because I don't I don't think Max Struess is that good. I think he's good, but away from the Miami system, I'm really curious how how it works out. Whenever I think about free agents and if it's gonna work out, I think of the Evan Fournier contract when he signed that deal. People are like, ah, oh, but he's just he'll be the scorer the Knicks need. And sometimes, man, the money just isn't right. The player's just not good enough. I'm not. I, I'm just. I'm not a huge Karis LeVert fan. I wouldn't call it a bad off season. I, I just think it's such a funky CBA and and free agency class that we're forcing a lot of kind of awkward deals. And maybe this is just what deals look like. And I'm being reactionary, but um, I think they'll uh, they'll be better next season. And I'm interested to see them move away from the Twin Towers thing and and what that might look like. I don't know what Jared Allen's value is necessarily. I think with what's been happening in Philadelphia shoring up that hole at the three for Cleveland could elevate them to the third best team in the East, which, you know, if you get the third best team and something fluky happens, that that is a pathway to the Eastern Conference Finals. That is a, you know, hey, where the bracket breaks weird. 
and we get there because Milwaukee missed some games of injury. Now they're the four, and them and Boston are playing and on one side, and we can get there, which I think is huge. I could see them as a top. Well, they were the they were the four seed. They were the four seed this year, and yeah. I'd be shocked if they weren't that or higher again. Yeah, very excited. Really excited to see the Evan Mobley season this year. The other team on that side is is Miami, who is going all in for Damian Lillard, and I think this is a huge gamble. Because it sounds like you guys are lower on Struess, and yeah, his numbers dip. They they spike up a ton during the Knicks series and then dip for the rest of the playoffs. But I think giving up both Struess and Vincent, um, they trade away Oladipo. If, if things don't, if they don't land a Lillard, then they really have to go for James Harden. And if they don't get Harden, they're they're kind of flowing down a river without a paddle. Like legitimately not good enough to make the playoffs yeah. this time. Like actually, well, they snuck in this time in the play-in, um, but without Struis and Vincent, it's it's just not that good of a roster. Do you think James Harden would pass the heat's conditioning test? I think Jimmy Butler would murder him after like a week and a half. <laughs> Imagine if he did pass it though. What if everything changed? Like super in super in shape, James Harden. Yeah. He's like he's like off Steph Curry off ball shit. It's like oh my god. What if what if this is the team to fix him? Hear me out. I don't entirely want to suggest illicit drug use, but the Miami Mafia. Nate, that's always the that's always the answer, right? Are are we sure that uh, that Riley's not just going to slip him some coke and just be like, "All right, Harden," <laughs> coked out James Harden, <laughs> right? Just sweating his ass off, right? <laughs> Running around for forty five. He's going to lose a lot of weight. He's going to you know get in the best shape of his life. It will kill him sooner. It, this is not a good plan. I please hope anybody listening to this knows this is a absolute joke. But like, he he just steps on the court in game one, looking trim, fit, ready to go, playing hard on defense, mm-hmm. wide all over his beard. He's dunking again. If if Dame does get traded to Miami, are are they the favorites in your eyes? Um, I don't know. If, yeah. Or what teams? Yeah, what teams are you taking? If not, what? Teams I mean, they're, they're my favorite in the them? East for sure. Yeah. I think the West is a different caliber. Always is. Always is. Actually, I hadn't thought about it from that perspective. Like, how good would they be if they got Dame? And, like, they might be really fucking good. Like, he is exactly what they need. Um, Mm -hmm. And, like, Bam and Jimmy are, like, kind of the exact players that you want around Dame. Mm -hmm. Like, they might actually be the favorites. And if all it costs is, like, Tyler Hero and, like, some future assets to become a championship contender or, like, Eastern Conference favorite, um, like, (laughs) yeah. Make it happen, dude. It, it did also cost Struess and Vincent because you can't re-sign or bring them back. So, like, well, you're not trading them directly. It's kind of the same way, like, the Lakers had to give up re-signing Alex Caruso to get Westbrook. So, I mean, they are they are slim. Their playoff rotation um, is basically decimated. Like, they did re-sign Kevin Love and they brought in or they brought back Josh Richardson. Um, but as far as like the guys who are playing heavy minutes, uh, it's it, it's it's slim. It's it's Caleb Martin. It's uh, Kyle Lowry, Duncan Robinson. But mm-hmm. hope he stays afloat. You're totally right though in terms of Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler being just the perfect guys for for Dame. They all cover each other's weaknesses. I want to imagine Dame 
went into the meeting with the owner and he's like, yeah, man, like I just, I need to build a winner here. I want to win to Portland. And the owner's like, what kind of players would work around you? And he's like, I really like a, you know, a good defensive playmaking like wing. And I like a really good defensive, like, like mid range expert center. And he's just slowly building on the whiteboard, the Miami heat. And it's like, yeah, and if he wore these jerseys and like, it was a little bit warmer here. And they're like, wait a second. <laughs> well, he said that he wants to play with Mikael Bridges and Bam had a bio. And supposedly Portland called in Miami and they're like, hey, what's it going to take to get Bam? And they're like, no, 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 you misunderstood. He wants to play here with, with Bam. Well, the last team I wanted to touch on is Indiana. Just the Bruce Brown of it all. Was it two years? 45 mil? Just So expensive. Insane. So much more than I ever could have imagined. But I do like it because it's cheap. Or it's not cheap, but it's short. Yeah. It's short. They have the cap and they're a young team you're giving them championship experience and a guy who just won a title and, and makes winning plays. And, 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 and the fit is nice. Um, I have no problems with it. Um, and I really appreciate them giving us Chris Duarte to do, to clear caps to sign him. Bruce Brown on that team is actually a really nice fit because we've seen him sort of succeed in two different roles. Um, the role that he was in with Denver, which is sort of almost more playing the point guard on ball, um, you know, spotting up with wide open looks. And then there was that role that he played in Brooklyn where he was basically just a center on offense and a, and a point guard on defense. Um, and like he kind of combined those in, in this um, with this team. They don't have so much ball handling that he's just never going to get the ball. Like he can have some on-ball reps. Tyrese Halliburton is one of the best sort of value-added passes and, you know, one of the best guys at creating open looks for teammates. So like he's going to get those wide open shots. Um, and then you've also got Miles Turner, who's one of the best shooting centers in the league. So that if, you know, Bruce Brown is setting screens and, and rolling downhill, like there's space around the room for him to, 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 you know, finish in space. And so I think that creates a lot of value on, on both sides because of the team that is around him. And Obi Toppin catching mm-hmm. lobs. It's going to be a fun team. Oh, yeah. I think they might be the sneaky team to get into the playoffs. I mean, what, they they finished like the 10th best record in the East last year, so I don't know how sneaky it they is. They were the 11th 11. seed. Uh. But they were, they were just five games back from the Bulls and then six from the Hawks and the Raptors. And depending on how seriously the Pacers take the season, because um, I guess at no, no point did they tank, but it was kind of over. They realized it was over at some point, um, and the Halbert injury cost them. If they're healthy and they're all in, they're, I take over the Hawks or the Bulls or the Raptors as of now. Yeah. Also, it's it's July. Everyone has a very hopeful outlook on the season. I mean, I'm super pumped for the Pistons getting Cade back and Monte Morris and Joe Harris like that. That's going to be good. We just talked about could Charlotte make the playoffs. Orlando, I think we all talked they're going to make the next leap. Like, spring is eternal. All of these teams are more hopeful going into next year than what they ended last year until injuries start happening and until, you know, players end up disliking each other until some coach has just an idiotic plan or whatever the thousand things that could go wrong. But yeah, I think it was, uh, I think there were some smart moves by the Pacers. I'm really excited to watch them play. They will at least be a very fun league pass team. All right. Uh, Aaron, where can people find you? Possible chairs on TikTok. One word, possible chairs. Dylan, where can people find you? Watching Possible Chairs on TikTok. And you can find me at the Hoops Temple Pod on TikTok. I appreciate it. Always. Oh,